Hey, security peeps, we are back with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity, and today is the Mondays with Dr. Dan. I am Renee Brown-Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping wonderful cybersecurity talent get into opportunities and helping leaders hire that awesome talent. Dr. Dan, introduce yourself, please. Uh, Dan Schaefer, Peak Performance Strategies. Uh, I help people get a competitive edge very, very quickly and prepare to in some unusual manners. Okay, great. So Dan, you and I were chit-chatting right before this uh, live and we started talking about all the different challenges that cybersecurity professionals face and people in general as a whole. Um, and that sometimes in some um, arenas, people don't even know that they need this type of talent. So our question for today is how to let them know that they need you. Um, this is, uh, you know, this is about marketing yourself. I've dealt with a lot of high tech people, Hewlett Packard all around the world. And uh, they're really, really sharp at what they do. But when it comes to marketing themselves, uh, they find that things are not working the way they would normally work. The other thing is, is that I found working with cybersecurity professionals is that people frequently don't know that they need them. They only need them when the, uh, when, when the uh, animals are out of the barn, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when they've gotten away. Uh, and so it's really, is there a way to promote yourself effectively uh, not so that people say we want to hire you rather than them. We'd rather have them say, we don't want to not hire you. That they don't want, you know, you allow them to put their head comfortably on a pillow at night and sleep. And they don't realize that until you find a way to uh, present them with what their risks are. Now today, you know, I I've talked on this program a lot. And I do it with my private clients is that what I do is I, I help people avoid really costly error. Uh, my objective is to make sure that people that I work with don't make those mistakes. And where do the mistakes come from? They come from clients, my clients who are clients now, who made mistakes before they became my client, before the being a definitive word, uh, and what it costs them in money, emotion, and reputation. Now, you know, many of the people I deal with have one or two situations that they run into. It may be in trying to select a great interview or to prepare for a particular interview or to prepare to manage differently or to prepare to deal with somebody effectively in your workspace that it either works well for you or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, what does it cost you? It might cost you to lose an lose a, uh, employee or an associate, or it might cost the company to lose a fortune. And you never know, uh, because the risks keep coming with cybersecurity. I say every week we're on here. I say when I hear people talk about their life, cybersecurity, it's like sitting under Niagara Falls. The water never stops. And so you see that, you know that, you feel that. And that's another issue we've talked about before, Yara, 
is people are dealing with a lot of stresses, a lot of situations that they find getting in their way of moving the way they want to. And my practice, which has been pretty much for a period of time, is now getting into a dating type of a situation. You know, I can, can I deal with you 20 minutes or a half hour and tell you what I'm going through and you give me a solution? And the answer is, yeah. So it's the question comes back to, and as I asked, does somebody want to go into their next challenge with a competitive edge or not? Is this a sales pitch? Absolutely. But it's the same thing with Renee. Do you want to go to Yellow Pages and hire a cybersecurity team? I don't think so. And so it, it's how do you pull those things together? So um, how do you let somebody know that they need you? I think that if someone were to spend some time making a list of the mistakes that their current clients made before they became a client, before they ever knew about them, uh, and what it cost them in money, emotion, and reputation, and instead of selling the solutions or the reputation or the letters after their name, they sold the mistakes, people would get a sense of how dangerous it is not to deal with a cybersecurity professional. You know, you know, the thing is, is that so much of what you guys do is visible. People don't know it's happening. Uh, you don't have the time or the ability to train a person who's, whose company you're working for about what you, need to do, what you need to do. So it's how do you give them the mistakes? I just got off the phone with somebody uh, who's been delaying in calling me back. We're already engaged in the process. I said to you, you know, I don't want you to go into a situation tomorrow that we could have taken care of today and have it cost you. So how do we do that? So we're going to spend 50, I use Calendly. We were 50 phone and bang, and we're in, and, and you know, it comes up, come up with it. Now, I'm not a security professional. <laughs> and Renee said to you, you know, belief in cybersecurity. You will never run into anybody who's less of a threat because, uh, you know, I, I have trouble getting on this call. But the point is, is that talk to me about cybersecurity. I have no idea what you're talking about with risks. Most people who are running a company, the people who are truly the decision makers who you have to get in front of, may not even be aware of the risk that they face. Uh, if they are aware of it, they may be embarrassed to let you know how little they know about what you're And then just as I have a secret sauce for what I do, you have a secret sauce for what you do. And you bring a certain package of stuff to a company and strategies, and you say, okay, uh, you tell me what your challenges are, and I'll, I'll help you with it. Now, I'm sure that a lot of you are dealing with unconscious competence. You probably come up with like that. Well, most people don't. And so are you aware of how good you are? I run into a lot of people who are not aware of how much they know. I will make one statement here. I made it very early on in this whole program. You know way more than you know that you know. And the fact is, is that somebody has to, so, it's, so how do you get somebody to let them know they need you? I would say, look, all I can do is talk about, and it, this is very individual now. Uh, and if you wanted to give me a call and talk about this, we could do it very quickly. 
But the point is to make a list of mistakes that your clients made before they became your client. And how to pitch that to the person you're dealing with. How to pitch that to the person who you're talking to in a company. Now, if you're talking to a lower level interviewing person, that's one thing. But if you get in front of a CEO, then it's a whole different story. Because it's this is not selling with fear. This is selling Dan, with reality, you, what people are dealing with. When you talk about people interviewing in particular, because so there's so many transitions happening right now, and um, people are doing tend to be interviewing, and and some some folks are constantly interviewing even when they're not. Meaning that if they are going to virtual conferences or just interacting with other security leaders and CIOs and CTOs, they are a little bit on display. So share a little bit of some of the things that you've done in these little quickie speed dating sessions. Um, I know you worked with one client, a cybersecurity leader who was transitioning into a different role recently. and some of the things that have come up with that, because especially I feel like because of the layers of stress right now, and it feels like it's getting more and more heightened as we approach November, um, that people are, you know, how can they stay focused? How can how can uh, security folks stay on task and get prepared for interviews and things like that? This this is a, that's a, a great question, Renee. Uh, one of the issues is, is that everybody is being sold a myth today that they need a 30 second elevator pitch when they meet somebody. So you go to a conference and you don't, when you meet somebody, they have a narrative going on in their brain. You don't see, you say cybersecurity professional and they have a, 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 um, a narrative that's going on it says, oh, I have a bunch of others. I have some cybersecurity professionals. Your role to get to be competitive is you have to break that narrative. You have to stop that narrative and create a situation where the person will ask you a question that you want them to ask you. Uh, everybody says 30 second elevator pitch. I think you only have six seconds. And if you go to these conferences, now you're running a whole bunch of people. And the last thing someone wants to get to have happen is you get pitched and pitched and pitched and pitched and pitched. So when somebody asks me what I do, I tell them, I say, I laugh a little bit. I say, you know, it's interesting. I'm a business and sports psychologist. And what I do is I sell mistakes. Everybody stops. They ask questions. Who would ever want to buy a mistake? Somebody who doesn't want to make one themselves someone who doesn't want to lose a lot of money. What kind of mistakes do people make? I say sooner. They say, what do you mean by sooner? I said, they should have called you sooner. There isn't a cybersecurity professional who has protected their company from an attack who somebody didn't say, boy, we should call you sooner. But so if people listen to their clients, the clients give them their mistakes list. They tell them what they want to avoid. But the point is, is that when you understand that this narrative is going on, then the question is, you need to have a story. So uh, from, my, from my side of the world. Uh, Dan, you're breaking up a little bit. 
Are we still on, Renee? We're still on, but it's getting a little bit choppy. Okay. So the last sentence, the last maybe 30 seconds or so. Couldn't hear it. So basically, I'll just back up a little bit. It's it's this 30-second elevator pitch. You have six seconds. What's your six-second sound like? Your six seconds, if you're in a conference, is to get somebody to say, you know what, we need to speak offline. That's that you want when you meet somebody at a conference. Somebody says, boy, you're interesting enough that I want to find out more about what you do. So you want to, so Dan, just to, to clarify, you want them to, a person in six seconds should be able to provide whoever or, you know, make a comment and sound so intriguing that someone wants to take the conversation offline and have a, a deeper dialogue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what you've known then is you've broken the, the uh, narrative that's going on in your head that's invisible to you. You don't see it. I mean, you may be talking to somebody about what you do, and they may not be there anymore. So, so when you say invisible narrative, what is that? What are people thinking about or what's going on invisibly when a person may feel like, oh, I'm talking to, to Dan, for example, and he's this the CTO or the CIO or what have you, or the CISO, and I'm talking to him, but there's an invisible narrative. What's that invisible narrative going on in the other person? It's, it's, interestingly enough, I think it's different with each person, but at the end of the day, they may have met somebody like you, or they may say, I know a million people like this guy. You know, I have guys, I've worked with guys. You know, I could go back into my database and pick out somebody so that's going on. So for you to get their attention and ask them, put them in a position where they need to ask you the next question that you want them to ask you is like, what are you talking about? Who would ever want to buy a mistake? Well, that's all people do who hire you. you Renee, you help people. You sell mistakes. You know people who make mistakes hiring cybersecurity professionals, and uh, you help them not make that mistake. What does it cost them? It, it's, I mean, it can be astronomical in the company. But when you understand what the dynamics are, then it depends who you're talking to. Is the person you're talking to in a position help you to recruit you, to bring you into their company? Are you going to get them into a discussion and a big other people? I see somebody in the next five minutes. Are you going to disappear? Not if you're telling yourself mistakes and you say, listen, uh, here, here's my, if you somebody got a Calendly account and they put Calendly on a business card, on their business card and say, listen, we're way too busy here. Just give, me, give my Calendly a call and let's see if we can talk about it. But I'll give you a list of mistakes that, people that you won't even believe that I'm not going to let you make. Dan, I am going to cut it short today only because of the choppiness, um, because I'm, I, I'm hearing every other word. Uh, so we can do this. We can continue the conversation tomorrow around the same uh, time. Tomorrow, tomorrow would work. Uh, uh, tomorrow is tough. It would be better. Okay. So either tomorrow, Wednesday, but it's a little bit choppy for me on the side. Okay. So. I'm in let's, a, let's, look, let's look at Wednesday before 12, 11 o'clock if you want. Sounds great. So folks, 
Worst case yep. scenario, we could do it on the phone. Exactly. So everybody, we are going to cut it short. We're at about 16 minutes. Dan will be back on Wednesday. I will send out a, a, a note via LinkedIn and we will uh, connect with you then. So see you later this week. Thanks Bye, everybody. Goodbye.